welcome to episode 32 of the Night Gallery podcast. My name's Chris Brown. Today we're going to be talking about Marmalade Wine. It's uh, written and directed by Gerald Freeman and um, is the third story from episode four of season two. But let's allow Rod Zerlin to introduce our story. Item number three in the Night Gallery. We call it Marmalade Wine. Look at it, if you will, with gentle and restrained eyes, the way you'd look at a maniac in the woods, because that's the story it tells. Hold out your glasses and get ready for a very special nightcap. Our story, then, is about uh, a photographer called Roger. He's played by Robert Morse, and he's lost in the woods. And he meets a uh, retired surgeon called Dr. Francis Deking, who's played by Rudy Valley. Um, basically, he's, he's grateful to obviously met somebody while he's been lost in these woods. And they go for uh, a drink back at the, uh, the doctor, who's a, a retired surgeon. They go back to his place and, and they have a drink of marmalade wine. And now this wine kind of loosens up Roger considerably and he starts lying to show off to the surgeon he says of his incredible career in uh, working for Life magazine then his um, then his his lies increase to an incredible amount and he eventually decides to talk about um, well basically he says that he has a hidden skill an ability to predict the future I am able to foretell the future. Really? I've always wanted to know someone like you. The responsibility must be terrifying. Yes, of course. I don't use the faculty for my own ends. <laughs> that would be uh, <laughs> immoral. You mean to help another person, give warnings, achieve profitable courses of action? Surely there's no harm in that. To more successful operations, Doctor. To be sure, to be sure. About what you were saying, though, could you tell me the winner of today's feature at Pimlico is a small test of your gift? Who's running? Excuse me a moment. After our doctor toddles off, uh, the very drunk Roger um, drifts off to sleep. And he's trying to remember exactly why the name Dr. Francis Deking means anything to him at all. He awakes in the morning with an absolute murderous roaring hangover. And the doctor's there too, feeling a bit cheapish about what he said. Uh, Roger apologises for all the fibs he'd been telling and, um, and says, you know, just, just to ignore him. And he, he said it was just the wine talking. But the doctor informs him that he's a bit of a genius, that he's got everything right so far. And then not only that, but he wants him to stay there permanently to give him more knowledge and information so he'd be able to uh, to make more money, basically. 
ride the stock exchange. I'm there to give him more info. Our rather groggy and desperate uh, Roger gives him some more stock advice. And the doctor um, begins to toddle off to uh, to to contact his stockbroker. And then it's only then that Roger remembers where he'd heard the name Dr. D. King before. D. King. What was it I read? He's flipped his lid. He's not allowed to practice medicine anymore. That's it. I better get out of here. I really must go now. I have a pressing appointment in town. I thought you might, but it's out of the question. But don't worry, you'll be very happy here. While you were asleep, I took the liberty of amputating your feet. Now open your mouth and enjoy some of this delicious food. After which we listen to stock market openings on the radio. Now open wide. Open wide. Open wide. Open wide. Still, we have this this pure horror moment of a man who has basically talked his way into a situation where he's now imprisoned, and not only that, but maimed with both his feet cut off. Um, obviously, it's quite a, a trippy and unusual story, and it makes for a great ten-minute um, black comedy, bleak sprint. Of, of, of a story uh, of, the, of the slightly store, shorter stories that aren't you know the blackout fillers this is probably one of the uh, one of the better ones Gerald Freeman for example gives a uh, gives it some wit and softens some of the more grisly edges of the original short story which is based on which is written by uh, Joan Aiken and he, um, he, shot, he softens some of that off and gives it a more surreal edge uh, and this is done through basically um, Joseph Alves, who did the, uh, the, the the set design. He he gave it um, uh, a theatrical styling with uh, curtains, black curtains that filled the ceiling. And instead of going for a more realistic uh, setting, which is what you'd normally get in a uh, in in an American drama at this time, he gave it a more surreal edge with more abstract representations of trees, windows, doors, that kind of thing. It, it felt more theatrical. It's something that maybe a UK audience would be more uh, more aware of. It's quite European. It actually harks back a lot more to uh, expressionist German horror from the 20s and 30s rather than perhaps the more Lovecraftian and also 1930s style of horror which um, a lot of what uh, Night Gallery's core is based on that and obviously the 1950s horror comic serials and, and pulp fiction writings but here although it's based on a uh, you know a short horror story that's written for anthologies it has a style which is um, far more artistic and uh, obviously that's a uh, the benefits of Joe uh, Freeman's uh, design and his work on this. Um, 
It wouldn't work if he, I mean, again, taking off what is effectively almost like uh, misery that, um, or, or, you know, I mean, you know, normally dismemberment in, in horrors is seen as, if we modernize, as a torture pony, like your saws or your hostels kind of thing. But here it is um, a lot lighter than that, better for a TV audience, certainly one from 1971. Um, and that's through the work of basically picking some good actors who are able to bounce off each other, uh, who know each other. There's no, you know, there's no stiffness or or trying to outdo each other. They just work well together. And that's because um, Friedman picked two actors that he knew would work together. In this case, Rudy Valley and Robert Morse, who'd worked together in a Broadway musical, How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. And they were known as uh, people that were good with comedy, as well as with, you know, some more serious stuff. So he's able to add the more surreal and also the more nightmarish elements to the story, but also it's key has two actors who are able to bounce off each other and give it a slightly more playful edge. And I think that works really well. Um, the Basically, for me, I mean, this this episode, the entire episode uh, of, of four stories, including the next one to come, which is The Academy, all have a, uh, a deeply, uh, you know, a black comedy edge to them. A very obvious and almost slapstick in the case of Junior, uh, and also, you know, but this is probably, and, and also a little bit more, maybe um, straight down the line, possibly Fear of Spiders. The Academy works in a different way again, and we'll get into that next week. But this is probably the darkest of the stories. Um, you know, a man who is do, who dooms himself from basically just trying to show off while drunk. It's something that we can all empathise with a little bit. I think uh, the drinkers among us will all will all agree that sometimes. Particularly when you're a bit younger and you meet somebody you're trying to show off to, you can possibly get a little bit carried away. I know that's certainly something I've done in the past. Um, so it's it's dark, but also, you know, it, it has a little element of fun to it. Uh, I'm not going to go on too long about this story because, you know, it is only really, in fact, um, it's, 11, it's nearly 12 minutes long. Uh, I don't want to ramble on about it too much. It's very simple in its telling and and its power comes from um, its subtlety a lot of the time, really, despite its uh, macabre uh, writing. So I think it's best to, to leave it quite tight on this occasion. Next week, we have got The Academy, which is um, a great story featuring it's a Rod Serling screenplay, which is always good to hear, and features Pat Boone. Yes, that Pat Boone, uh, the old crooner. So it would be good to speak to him about that. Uh, if you want to get hold of me, uh, you can get to my personal Twitter at, at orange underscore monkey, or you can go to our uh, webpage, which is www.thetwilightzonenetwork.com, and that's got links to our YouTube, our um, Facebook, our Twitter. There's various news, reviews, what's going on in the world of the Twilight Zone. I think you'd be surprised that there's, there's occasionally quite, quite some good stuff. Um, there's also, um, you know, there's uh, copies of uh, Suspense, uh, Dimension X Radio, or Dimension X, the show, and also um, Tales of Tomorrow, which is an old TV series which uh, informed sailing in his, in his more formative years. Um, if you want to email me any feedback, you can do as well at chris 
at thetwilightzonenetwork.com. But I will leave you with that, and uh, and we'll speak a little bit longer, maybe on the academy. The story's a little bit more in depth, and there's some there's some interesting things happening within there. So until then, take care. Speak soon.